So yesterday we talked about uh, being uh, no longer in debt to our humanity, to our natural humanity, to our flesh, meaning that we don't have to kowtow to the endless guilt and shame that our human nature demands that stops us doing things and uh, being uh, someone for God. But some of us may have wondered, well, yes, but what about the sin issue? You're just concerned about getting rid of the guilt. But what about the sin that leads to the guilt? Well, Let's explore that, shall we? Colin Cook here and how it happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel described in the book of Romans by Paul. We learn by this what God's grace is and how he gives it to us in his son, Jesus Christ. And we learn by faith how to believe, how to trust. And that is quite a challenge to us because human nature doesn't trust. Human nature is full of doubt, and the gift of faith is needed by God to give it to us so that we can trust. Well, you can hear this program every Monday through Friday. I hope you'll join me on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning. We're having difficulty with soundcloud.com slash faithquest, but you can hear lots of uh, my archives on uh, SoundCloud. You can uh, pull them up any time of the, t- uh, any time of the day or night, soundcloud.com slash faith quest. All right, so here we are. It says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Now, as you know, we have the sin issue, but some people think that, well, if we get rid of the sin, we'll get rid of the guilt. Get rid of the sin so that you can get rid of the guilt. But you know that that is not the gospel. The gospel is get rid of the guilt, and you're more likely to be able to deal with sin. Let me repeat that. The gospel message is in the opposite direction. Get rid of the guilt, and you are more likely to get rid of the sin. Why is that so? Because, you see, guilt brings depression and shame and fear. And that drives us back into sin for relief. If you are trying to overcome sin in order to get rid of guilt, you are on an endless cycle of neurosis. But if you know that Christ's death, his death being for us and on our behalf as a judgment for our sin, so that we can look up to God in faith and say, Father, I thank you that I am freed from the guilt of my human nature and my sin. If we look up to God with that kind of faith, then faith will help us to know that we are no longer charged with guilt and condemnation. And that will have an effect upon our spirit. It will lift it. It will give us new courage. And we will have more boldness to deal with our sin. Do you see the order in which it goes? You don't get rid of sin in order to get rid of guilt. You get rid of, or rather you affirm by faith that Christ has got rid of guilt. 
and that enables you to deal more effectively with sin. So in this sense, then, today, we owe our human nature nothing. All right, in regard to sin. So let's say that your favorite sin or your favorite habit or your your addictive your addiction of choice uh, comes barging in and demanding attention. And when we feel the urge, the urge for our favorite sin or our addictive sin, then something happens immediately upon that. And that is the temptation or the inclination to switch God off, to pull away from him because we are ashamed of what we desire or ashamed of what we feel. And that temptation to pull away has within it guilt, of course. The guilt that we shouldn't be feeling these temptations now were Christians We ought not to feel that kind of urge, and therefore we are ashamed of ourselves, and we shut God out. We close him down. We block him. Now, when that happens, we become very isolated in our souls. We feel alone. We feel there's no one to help. We feel isolated. And so what do we do? Well, the urge to sin is more powerful than ever because it presents itself as a comfort, as a comfort from that aloneness and that isolation. Having shut God out, we're in the dark, and sin offers to be a little candle to light our darkness. And so we go for our sin because it's the only comfort left. Do you follow that? Do you recognize that? Yes, it certainly is your experience as well as mine. Now, suppose we don't do that. Suppose we say, well, let me back off and say, you see, the temptation again will be, I mustn't do this, and then I'll be free from guilt. But suppose we exercise our faith and express things in a different order. Father, I feel ashamed. I want to block you because I feel I shouldn't feel this urge, but I praise you that there is no condemnation for me. I do not owe my sinful nature, my human nature, the flesh, any any guilt anymore. I do not owe it that. It demands it. It demands its pound of flesh but I will not give it to it because you, Jesus, have freed me from that condemnation. Now, here, you see, you are confronting guilt and shame and fear, the dark states of the mind. And when you do that, you will find your mind is lightened, it is uh, elevated, it is encouraged, and the power of the temptation that you have uh, felt lessens, greatly lessens, dramatically lessens. Now, you may still fail. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But you will discover something about how that urge gets, or where that urge gets its power from. 
The urge to sin does not get its power from the urge to sin. The urge to sin gets its power from guilt and shame and fear. When the mind is wrapped around with this dark, foreboding guilt and shame and fear, it loses its power, it loses its courage. But we, by faith in Jesus, affirm that he has taken our judgment upon him, that we are counted as righteous, freed from judgment, and that gives us the boldness and the energy to say no more often and to be able to say no more often. And take note of this too, that when we lift up our hearts and say, Father, I thank you, dear God, that you have broken the power of my guilt and shame and fear, that you have taken it upon your Son in, uh, and taken it to the cross so that I am not, I do not owe my flesh, I do not owe my human nature this demand for guilt. When you do that, you're in conversation with God. Now that's significant, isn't it? Because, you see, when we shut God out, we are no longer in conversation with God. And so the soul is lonely. When the soul blocks God, it has no, no one to talk to, except, of course, to start communing with sin all over again. But when we lift up our heart and affirm to God that there is no condemnation, then we're back in dialogue. We're back in conversation with God, our Father. And so we're not alone again, do you see? And thus, it is more, we are more likely to be able to say no to that sin issue because God has allowed us, by knowing that we have no condemnation, to have conversation with him. So understand then that it is the depressing power of guilt and shame and fear that drives us back into sin for relief. And we, by faith, fight back, not always successfully granted, not mostly maybe successfully, but at least if we do it sometimes, we keep learning and our ability uh, to uh, do the same thing again increases. So we fight back and we affirm that we do not owe our human nature anything when it demands that we be guilty all the time, when it demands that we just uh, hang our heads in shame all the time. Do remember that Satan wants us to stay in guilt and shame so that he can say, you don't deserve to serve God at all. You have no right to speak on his behalf. You have no right to give a testimony. You have no right to encourage anybody else. Who do you think you are? And we fight back. We don't have to fight back with Satan, to Satan. We can say, Father, did you hear what Satan is saying? And I praise you in the name of Jesus that I don't have to listen to his lie anymore. I praise you, dear God, that I'm counted as innocent. And though I'm a sinner and unworthy, I praise you that Christ's righteousness gives me the right to speak of him, to affirm that he has been merciful to me, to witness to him, to encourage someone else, and to go forward and be brave on your behalf. All of this, you see, 
is about the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's chapter 8 of Romans. Read it again. It's all about the resurrected life of Jesus lived in us now so that we don't respond to these charges that would endlessly try to bring us down. Christ's life gives life to our new, to our bodies, to our minds, and enables us to bounce back when we've fallen and, by faith, to fight back so that we don't need to fall so often. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to keep this broadcast on the air, you can do something about it. And that's a wonderful thing, isn't it, when you think of it, that you can contribute to keeping this program on the air so that other people learn the good news of the gospel and how faith in Jesus works. So, how do you do that? You simply support a program. Each one, each 15-minute program costs $39. Five programs, a whole week's worth, costs about $200. And a month's program costs about $850 to $900. Of course, you don't have to fit within those parameters of uh, donation amount. You can uh, donate any amount you like. I remember a man years ago for at least two years donated $1 per month. Bless his heart. So thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to make a donation, you can send it by check to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donation online at FaithQuestRadio.com. That's FaithQuestRadio.com. And I want to thank you all who are giving uh, by mail or, or by the inter- uh, online. Thank you so much. And thank you also for your little notes. They mean a lot to me. You, Many of you have given for years, and I appreciate it. This program is in its 23rd year. I think it is now. I'll, <laughs> I'll reckon that up and let you know in, uh, in a while. But uh, thank you again. And uh, I... Uh, Want, I want you to know that I understand it takes an effort on your part to make a donation, and I appreciate that effort, and I appreciate the time and thought put into it. I'll see you next time then. Cheerio, and God bless.